You are now tuned in to Penrose versus Anybody, a show that creates a judgment-free and unapologetic space where we can discuss our fears, celebrate our success, laugh at life, and grow from conversation. Each episode, I will deliver personal transparency in an attempt to complete life's puzzles. We'll discuss the strain of conversation, poetry with Penrose, three things for your day, and a whole host more. As always, you can't come on my house without love. So do me a favor. Jump back and kiss yourself. I love you all. Enjoy the show. If you're within eardrop of my voice, let me start by saying you're welcome. If you're a black woman within eardrop of my voice, let me add in, I love you. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. Coming live and direct from a VIP room in the back of the Pantheon where I'm sipping douce and eating lamb chops in a smoker's jacket and purple do-rag. My name is Penrose Eames, and thank you for experiencing another episode of Penrose versus Anybody. What's up, everybody? How are you? <laughs> Yo, it's a delight to be here. Thank you if you are a first-time listener, if you are a returning listener, if you somebody who's tired of my inconsistency. I love all of you motherfuckers, you beautiful serendipitous motherfuckers, and I thank you for being here. This is actually the September end of the month wrap-up, um, and this is the first one. I decided for it to be the first one because I love the month of September. Go figure, right? Um, podcasting is important to me. And I shitted on it. I got lazy. I got uninspired. I lost sight of what the real true goal was. And it was like a bad relationship, man. Like, I would come back to her. She would love me for a little bit. Then I get tired of her. Then she get tired of me. I ain't had shit to say to her. She had other niggas around. Podcasting got... (laughs) It got very, very toxic for me. It got very wow. So for me to come back, it was just like, yo, and not even say come back. This is not like some comeback show, some epic ass, hey, niggas, I'm here, none of that shit. Um, But for me to do this again and want to be consistent with it and to feel that energy again, I wanted to do it in the month of September. So here we are. This is the September uh, wrap up. (laughs) Um, If you don't know me, actually, fuck all of that. Go listen to old shit. This is the September month wrap-up. Yo, so, if you know me, I live my life online. So, at the end of August, um, early September, uh, me and my old lady broke up. And so, if you listen to me, you know, I've been online, nigga, and on, the, on the, all of the shows I've been on, just champion, champion, nigga, yes, relationships, yes, love, ah, you knew it, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you know me, that, or if you listen to me, you knew this how it was. And then, like, a ton of bricks out of nowhere, dog, the relationship was just like... Boom. It was done, nigga. Like, no hard feelings, no beefing, no, nobody cussed each other. It was nothing crazy. Like, I actually think I spent the weekend with her the weekend we broke up. Like, it was, it was like, that's still somebody important to me. And I bring up the fact that, I bring all of that up because, again, y'all saw how I was online. Like, I was going hard. And to have all of that end abruptly it actually started a tidal wave of things that I didn't see coming until it was the end of the month wrap-up. Or the end of the month, anyway. Or somewhere in the beginning of the month where I just started realizing, like, damn. Y'all always hear how I talk about how many women friends I have and how much I, you know, enjoy spending my time with women who I'm not in relationships with. And I noticed with that breakup, I've never had a breakup where you just walk away and it's still, like, cool, like... I still check on her mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that. 
But it was because that was the first time I can remember in a long time where communication was a, a real thing. So we communicated a lot. So when it was time to, to say goodbye, it was more of a communic it was more of a talk than a breakup. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, that happened. That was the beginning of that was like the end of August, beginning of September. Nigga broke up, you know what I'm saying? You go through all of the shit where you see her and you know, oh yeah, it's cool and at the crib, you just like, man, I don't even want to be here. You know what I'm saying? I went through all the little dumb shit you go through. But I also feel like it made me a whole lot. I don't even want to sound cliche, but the shit made, made a nigga a little stronger. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got to see a different side of a relationship. Just because that relationship didn't work out doesn't mean that I didn't see something that I haven't seen in relationships in a long time. To be honest, I've had a lot of toxic relationships. So to have a positive relationship in somewhat on a positive note, it was, you know what I mean? It was something that I hadn't seen in a long time. So I, I definitely learned from it. Um, but then, you know, we're breaking up comes what the single life and boy, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> the 27 to 32, they giving your boy the energy. Listen, it's been a fucking beautiful fucking month. I'll just say that. Um, September 1st, shout out to my boy Rod. That was his birthday. Um, and it was also the day that I got gamed up. Yeah, um, a friend of mine called me, uh, we went out for drinks, um, one thing led to another, and, you know, I woke up with a story to tell the next day, and because I'm a gentleman, of course, I won't go into full detail, but to some of my close women friends, I discussed the encounter, and they all laughed at me. Not like laughed at me like uh like something was wrong. They laughed at me like I was incredibly naive. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that would be something wrong any fucking way. Um, and I guess the naive thing or the thing that I was naive about, I actually led with. I'm talking to my friends, and in my mind, I'm like, "Yo, guess like oh my god, guess what I did?" You know what I'm saying? And they're listening to my story, and they both look at me like, you got gamed up. I'm like, what the fuck is you talking about? And the more I started recanting this shit in my head, I'm like, yo. <laughs> Slim talked me out of my drawers. Like, <laughs> have any of you niggas ever been talked out of your drawers? Like, yo, close, kick your girl out the car right now. Be real. It's just me and you. My nigga. She talked me out my drawers. Bruh. When I say everything you do to a woman, Slim did to me. And then my homegirl had to look at me and was like, oh, so you played the bitch for the night. I didn't even know about how, how do you respond to that? <laughs> Conversation going. She mentioned it over and over and over and over and over how this nigga won't give her no dick. She's successful. We talking about shit like that. Her job. She mentions again how this nigga won't answer the phone. And me being friend, Penrose, I'm just like, nah, you know, he's going to call. Mm. <laughs> I'm listening to her stories and shit. And I'm getting drunker and drunker and drunker. Conversations lead 
And one of the things that actually I feel like when my homegirls told me broke the ice, I was sitting there and, I, and listen, if you hear this, if you never listened to me, I'm a very vulgar person, but I'm extremely nice with my vulgarity. So I, um, we were sitting there and I asked the bartender to prepare me a drink that she believed would taste like her vagina. And the young lady heard me say this and the girl brought the drink back. We had the drinks and she was like, if that's what pussy tastes like, I think I might be into it. This broke down a barrier that I have never seen with this person before. Of course, alcohol was involved. So, I mean, we're adults. We understand that that had something to do with it. But anyway, what do you say to a woman when you're trying to game her? Something that you think is going to not necessarily explode her mind, but whatever mood she's in, it's going to accelerate it. You see what I'm saying? I literally was sitting there trying to spit at the bartender and Slim is using what I'm spitting at the bartender to spit at me. Move forward to the end of the night, man. Um, you know, I mean, I'm still a, a real dude, so I paid the tab. Not that something's wrong with ladies paying the tab. We won't get into that. If you ladies like paying the tab, which if you're in a relationship, but listen, fuck it. We want to get into the tab conversation, but I paid the fucking tab. Um, and I just remember as we were leaving, somebody was like, who's her man? And she and I, under her tone, you know what? She whispered ever so softly <laughs> that dick gonna be my man tonight. And I lost my mind. I'm in my head like, yo, I'm nigga. I'm out here styling, wilding, profiling. Oh, my homegirl's like, nah, nigga, you got gamed up. And the more I thought about it, my nigga, I got talked on my drugs. I hope y'all was at the gas station. You can tell your old lady she can get back in the car now. So, moving on. <laughs> um, I was on um, Tamara Tittle Break of Dawn. We had the candy corn convo, which, if you know me, I love candy corn. Um, we won't get into all the politics about that. Uh, if you don't like candy corn, fuck you as a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew. Um, and if you want to be down with the niggas who don't like candy corn, fuck you too. Good and plenty. Fuck you too. No, I won't do that. Anyway. <laughs> Black licorice. Fuck you too. Sorry, no. <laughs> My fofo make sure. Somebody finish that for me. Anyway. <laughs> I was on um I was on her show. First off, let me say she's a beautiful fucking host. Um when you can make me curb my language. I feel like you you've touched me in a way that most people don't. I don't curb my language for many people. Adults, well, people, you know, elders of mine. Of course, I try not to curse around children as much. But if you're like somebody in my age group and this is not like a business function, I feel like I can say what the fuck I want. You know what I mean? And being on her show, it actually made me curb my, not only my my language, but the, the, the way that I inflected in the conversation. It was a beautiful conversation. We talked about everything from relationships to her being in the game to candy corn to... I mean, just go back and listen to it. It was called Candy Corner Convo. It was a beautiful, beautiful conversation. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thank you for having me on. Um, and I hope to be back soon. Go listen to it. Um, it was just dope, man. And then, you know what? This is, is this kind of ties into the, the, the theme of the September recap. Women have impacted my month in so many vast fucking great ways i broke up with a woman and it was a positive breakup i literally got talked out my drawers and objectified and i felt okay with it like not even okay nigga i was kind of elated i'm on tam's show and the conversation 
moved in such a direction that I felt I knew what, what I, it's been a long time since I've been, since I felt my purpose connected to podcasting or any type of thing in the lane. And talking to her on that show, it kind of made me realize like, yo, yeah, you got to do other stuff sometime. If you don't put yourself in a position the way you, you want to be in your 20s and 30s, you're you going to work for somebody then, right? When you get older. But that might not be your purpose. Sometimes we lose our purpose because we're so overwhelmed with other things. And if we really think about it, we don't really have to be overwhelmed. Sometimes we got to cut shit out, gut shit out, move shit out the way and deal with the shit that we don't want to deal with while really only having a main focus on our purpose. So that way we can move all the bullshit out the way so that our purpose can become our main life. It just takes self-will, I mean, free will and self-discipline to do it. And honestly, I've always known that. I've always preached that. But sometimes we forget to walk what we preach. We want to help everybody else so much because we 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 want to give our knowledge. We want to give our love. But if we don't apply it to our own selves, you know what I mean? Or sometimes we forget to apply it to our own selves, I'll say. And being on Tam's show just woke me back up. Like, it was a beautiful, it was just a beautiful show. And Tam, I thank you. Um, I went back to Detroit. I literally pulled into Michigan and cried. If you know me, I'm an emotional nigga anyway. Like, for I don't have no problem showing emotions. But I pulled into Michigan, nigga, and cried. I, for, for you niggas who don't give a fuck about Michigan, I get it. For people who don't understand what the, what the sun really looked like when fall first hit. When it ain't really fall, it's late summer technically by the equinox. But it's... um. But, the, you know, it's crisp. It's, it's, it's fucking Detroit. September 1st, nigga, you might get 40-degree weather sometimes. So, to pull in, bruh, and to see that sun shining. Because I drive at night when I go home. So, to see that sun shining and coming up over the state, young, I cried. I haven't been home in so long. And I I went home because um, my homegirl, Courtney, shout out to Young Cook on the track. Um, she called me and told me, she's like, listen... Your man's just throwing a, a, a end of the year party, and I think he need to see you. And she's talking about her husband. For all of you who know me, y'all know about the Grime Lords. Y'all know me stabbing Russ face. Then BJ was in, um, was included and added to the group. And then we kind of had just like an abrupt ending. We always stayed friends though, right? And Russ is, if you know how me and BJ move, if, if any of y'all know me and BJ for real, like y'all know us from back in the day, then. The other side of that would be Russ. You know what I'm saying? Stab would be that you know what I mean? Like them my niggas. So when I when you move away from your people, the disconnect it, it you never disconnect because like emotionally or or giving a fucks or whatever, however you term it. But sometimes the distance young can your energy gets fucked up. Not with them, but just yours. I talked about this on one of my uh, morning videos. Your rejuvenation shorts. My friends are my rejuvenation shorts. I know it. I do wholeheartedly understand that it's not a good time for me to move back to Michigan as much as I want to. But I do know that that is where my rejuvenation source is. As tainted as my relationship is with my mother, that's where she is. My sisters, that's where they are. You know what I mean? My kid's mother, that's where she is. Not to say that I need her, but there's a lot of rejuvenation sources in Michigan. It's not time for me to go back yet, but I had to go home and see my people. So I stuck up on Russ's face. I'm calling this nigga at like 8.15 in the morning, beating on his door. This nigga come to the door. I think we both damn near crying together. Like, that's my man's. 
He threw a backyard party, um, which was dope than a motherfucker. Um, it was like backyard. Uh, what am I trying to say? Movie in the park. So he set up a, like a bunch of real furniture and then blow up furniture. And then like it was just dope shit. And everybody came through. Uh, niggas watched Friday on the big screen in the backyard. Like, it was just mad love. It was mad love. Now, there was some niggas that was like four doors down. Because this was Labor Day weekend, y'all. And they was like celebrating like their 30th anniversary. And these niggas literally threw a white party every day. I was like, yo, where the fuck are we at? <laughs> oh, man. It was beautiful, though. Um, shout out to Russ Face. Shout out to Young Cook on the track. Shout out to one of my, I think probably my oldest friend in the fucking world. Young Sta. I probably know Young Sta. I I shot up my nigga Dirk, who stayed right across the street from me. I've known Young Stab is literally my oldest fucking friend. Shout out to Young Stab. Shout out to my fucking light skin today, Walker. What up, punk ass? Everybody know it's Tasha Mack. Shout out to Aisha. Shout out to fucking BJ. Shout out to the whole Potter Donut gang, man. Every time we get together, ask my niggas. Any of y'all know BJ, ask my niggas. When we get together, somebody got to bring a bag of powder donuts, niggas. The powder donut gang, nigga. We got gang signs and everything. You heard, you heard the accent change right there, nigga. Whatever you is, nigga, this the Powder Donut gang, nigga. Shit, anyway, no, let me stop. Those are my friends, though. <laughs> That's my rejuvenation shorts, man. Like, I'm real big on family. And I don't really have a strong connection with my actual blood family outside of, like, my father, my grandmother, like, my sisters and shit like that. Everybody else, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. My, like, second cousins, like, I'm super strong with them, too. But outside of that, it's like... And then on my mother's side, I don't know nobody. That's a real true story, young. You niggas ever get to know me, for real, I'll tell you. But that's a real true story. I know my mother. Boom. End of story. <laughs> like, those are facts. Um, so, my friends really are my family. And when you get a friend group like I have, when niggas don't hold punches, but they still love each other to the fucking death, it's, it's, it's something you hold on to. So, I got to see my friends. Like I said, we watched Friday on the big screen. Um... One of the women in that friend group is my ex-girlfriend. So, you know, we pretended we was boyfriend and girlfriend at the movies for the night. And, um, shit, it was beautiful, man. And tequila in the morning is fucking amazing. <laughs> That's how that wraps up. What about the fucking presidential debate? We're going to fast forward there and go back a little bit. What about this fucking debate? That would be the biggest fucking clown fest ever. 90 minutes, no commercials, the media, the mediator can't control these niggas, Trump looked like he was going to shit a brick when he talked about trying to talk down white supremacy, Biden, like, I ain't going to front, man, every time that the side of that man's motherfucking uh, uh, eyebrows were raised and his forehead was start to uh, frown up, it looked like the devil was coming up this dude, <laughs> and he called this man a clown, yo, this is the presidential debate. You call this man a clown. Like, real facts. I've said this on many occasions. If you know what Saints Row 3 is, that's exactly what the fuck we living through right now. Saints Row fucking it. Anyway, I'm not going to get into the debate like that. That shit was just a fucking clown fest. Uh, I had sex with a married woman. I'm not proud of the, of the part that she's married. That that I'm not proud of at all. Um, but, hey, I did have sex with a married woman. Um, she stared awkwardly. Darn. It was, it was, it was, you ever like, you ever ask somebody during sex, like not even like, is it good or no shit? Like, I think those are awkward, weird ass questions, but like, it was just a weird ass stare. So I had to be like, yo, are, are you okay? And the motherfucker was just like, I'm just, I'm just so in love. And then I'm like, whoa, okay. All right. Um, but we're here now. So what do you do? Right. You don't, you don't stop the action. You keep moving. 
Um, so we did the do. We go to sleep. She had a seizure. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the fact that this woman had a seizure. I'm laughing at the fact that this shit is happening to me. <laughs> this is why you don't do shit like this. This is why you don't step in like, well, again, I didn't believe I was stepping in the middle of somebody's marriage. I think I found this part out a little bit later, but you don't do shit like that. So, I mean, it was like, I don't know. She woke up. Well, I, it was, she started, I don't know. She had a seizure. I had to like get her up out of that shit. And the next day it was, it wasn't awkward, but it was more like, all right, uh, <laughs> throwing up gang signs. You be smooth. No, I'm joking. She's, she's actually a really, really sweet person. Somebody I've been knowing. Uh, for quite a long time, and I thought that the marriage had gone awry to the point to where it was like separation. So you know, I will move forward on things like that. I'm not gonna lie. Penrose is is not above fucking a separated woman. I'm not. But then you find out it's not separation, and you know, nah, I slightly feel kind of bad. But she did buy me gifts and shit. Like, do like do you when you find out that somebody's lying to you? Do you get? Do you are you supposed to give the gifts back? Like. It's from the moral code standpoint, like, oh, you bought me this shit on the base of a lie. But nah, why should I, right? Fuck all that. You're right. Let me keep that shit. Any fucking way. Um, what else happened this month, man? God gave me a gut check about making personal decisions and moving in the right direction. Sometimes we got to give up conventional shit for what we really want. Or sometimes you got to give up mediocre conventional shit to get top level conventional shit. And when I say, and what I mean by conventional, I'm talking about the laws of the land, whether it be your vehicle, whether it be the house you live in, the job you work at, the the nest, the the natural, necessary, everyday things that happen in the realm of life that you live in, right? Sometimes you have to move away from one thing to grasp another. I think sometimes we base so many of our decisions on false security, on being afraid to move how we want to move because the one thing that's supporting us right now, we think that's that's it. We we don't think that that's it. I take that back. We don't think that that's it, but we hold on to it like it's it because we're not necessarily afraid because we can see what we're trying to get. We can see it. We know that it's there. Like you can almost touch it, but it's the fact that to touch it, not only do you got to stand on your tiptoes, but before your fingertips or your, or your hand can actually wrap around what you're trying to reach, you got to even come off that last tiptoe. It's, it's that moment of, 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 of weightlessness that we're afraid of and moving in life. You got to get away from the shit that holds you down to grab the next shit. Conventional shit, we need it. Always. It's going to be around. That's just a part of fucking life. But it's about... Having the most proper conventional shit in your realm of life that makes you the better you. God gave me a gut check. He told me to move away from something. And because I was not, again, I wasn't afraid, but because I didn't want to feel the weightlessness. Or I guess you can say I was afraid. Who would say that? I was afraid of the weightlessness in that situation. I I feel like I missed on something. You know what I mean? And the gut check was, all right, bet. You didn't want to listen to what the fuck I said. And when I say God, man, like if you don't you want to say the universe or have you, anyway. <clears throat> Nothing got bad, but situations that could have been avoided definitely rose their heads. You know what I mean? And so I feel like you you get 
you get an understanding of what you're supposed to be doing before you do it. You know what I mean? Just, I don't know. Get it done. Do what the fuck you got to do. Anyway, moving along. The married chick ghosted me. Then she didn't. Then she did again. Then she bought another gift. I recorded a show, How to Love a Black Woman. Black women, I love y'all. I do. I do. If you know me, I, I was the interracial data of the decade. I will admit to that. Probably like the whole 2010s. So not maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll admit it. But I, I never was the nigga that didn't care about y'all. Like my mother black. My sister's black. What are you talking about? My my son gave my, my son's mother's black. And if you understand how I feel, I feel like if you tied to the islands, you're still black. My daughter's Puerto Rican. Like, I love black women. I would never turn my back on y'all. But I had to understand that you can be pro-black if you are interracially dating. But you don't get... Nobody understands, not even my pain. We won't even talk about the negative. Nobody rubs my back like a black woman. Not because another race of woman can't. But because you want to. When the effort is put into it. Because you understand me as a black man. You understand this black household. You you ever notice that sometimes when you go in interracial households. There's a lot of different cultural shit. Right? There's not one basis. And that's okay. But you ever walked into somebody like a couple's house, mid thirties, early forties, blacker than black, black. I ain't talking about skin color because all black is beautiful. Yo, side note, I hate you, motherfuckers. Let's stop with this bullshit, please. Like I shouldn't even have to. We, why? I think it's twenty ten. We we asking white folks, not even asking. We out in the streets busting motherfuckers in the head, telling motherfuckers we ain't gonna take this shit no more. And inside our own motherfucking race, you can still turn on school days right now, and that shit is effective. It it literally, literally, literally still happens. Please stop it. I love all y'all. All black is beautiful. From from the lightest of light, you high yellow. Motherfucking red bone, brown skin, caramel, fudge sickle, dark skin, blacker than black. Whatever fucking color you are, black is beautiful. Alright? Can we stop with the bullshit, please? So anyway, I recorded How to Love a Black Woman. I did that show because I wanted to get my point across on what we, what I feel anyway, we have to do better for these black women and in our black community. I feel like we have gotten away as black men, we've gotten away with doing so much wrong. And I think that that wrong, you want to know why, why women are in the lead right now, especially black women. What happens if a motherfucker takes you, my nigga, motherfucker pick you up right now and drop you off in the middle of the fucking forest. No compass. No motherfucking nothing. You you just got your shoes, your boots, whatever the fuck you got on. You just did, right? And you make it out. You about 40 miles deep. There's bears in there. There's traps in there. There's all types of dumb shit. And for sake of the story, you got a baby on your back. And you make it out of there. How you think, how you think you're going to feel? You're going to feel fucking invincible, right? What happens 
when you get dropped in the middle of the forest and you got the compass and you got high-tech gear and you got two guides and no baby and weapons and all of that shit. You get out extremely easy and you really, you, you feel a sense of accomplishment, but you don't have, eh. you just, I did it, but you had everything you needed. The latter part of that situation was men. The former was women. As a species, as a race, as a whole. I've been dropped off in the middle of nowhere and not given a fuck about. And so they figured their own way out. And this is why they're leading the fucking pack. Sad part is that a lot of you niggas are not okay with it. And I can't be mad at you if you're not okay with it. You feel how the fuck you want to feel. That's that's your right as a human fucking being. But most of you niggas who are mad at it are the same niggas who left them alone in the first fucking place. I stand for black women. I do. I'm a black woman's soulful moaning. My whole existence is a black woman staying account. We have to do fucking better. I'm not saying if you don't want to be with her, be with her. But I'm just saying, let's, why Why we, nigga, we, it's niggas nowadays still operating with 90s principles, man. I got a lot of women friends. I shouldn't have to hear that you, you, it's still niggas out here just getting their nut first. It's still niggas out here leaving them at home. It's still niggas out here who, now don't get me wrong, I love my, I love my niggas. And you need your guy friend time. But you niggas is, come on, man. You niggas 35, 36, 40 years old, hanging out with your mans five and six days a week. The fuck is you doing? The fuck is you really doing? And we gotta step up better. You wanna you you don't want her to lead the pack, nigga? Then fucking lead. It's a it's a simple thing. You want your old lady to not lead? Then step the fuck up. The difference is, is some of you niggas only look at leading as a monetary thing. If she makes more money than you, then, you, then your little PP don't get hard no more. Now you all soft in the nuts and shit. The fuck that got to do with you being a man? Because she made more money than you. Technically, a chick who work at motherfucking um, McDonald's make more than a drug dealer on paper. But we all know that in real life, that's not, this, that's not the truth. The point that I'm getting at is that neither one of y'all have to make... It, does, it doesn't matter who makes more. It's the balance of the equation. The reason why monetary shit fucks up a relationship is because you niggas don't have respect for each other. You didn't respect her enough when you was making the money. So now when she got the bread, she feel like she can throw her weight around. Nine times out of ten, women who end up leading a pack who has, who, if, if it's a situation where a dude was leading and then somehow his woman makes more money than him, the reason those relationships don't fuck up is because, A, those people communicate. As cliche as it sounds, communication is the best fucking thing in a relationship. And B, he treated her like fucking gold the entire time. I'm not saying every situation works out that way, but I guarantee motherfucking T. Treat her like a fucking woman and not like a fucking object. Treat her like an object when it's time to get down. She liked that shit, trust me. But that's not the only thing she here for. She's an entire woman. That pussy is amazing. I know it. I believe it. But she's an entire fucking woman. And if you're going to concentrate on the pussy, shout out to Stephanie, the life architect. Eat the entire pussy. I got a lot of women friends. I'm tired of hearing about how you niggas ain't doing the cunnilingus twice. You niggas is this fucking respectful. Treat these women better, man. I ain't gonna even get all the way in on, 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 on you know on the sexual shit, but treat these women better. They deserve it. 
The black woman has been the backbone of our community since forever. And she still is. They fucking deserve it, man. Do it. If you don't do it for nobody, do it for your man's Penrose, man. They ain't doing shit to us. And if one of them had done shit to you, 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 you ever been in a crowded office building? And it's like 3 o'clock. Shift changeover, shit like that. Some people leaving work. Lawyers coming in. Doctors leaving out. Whatever fucking kind of building this is. What happens at the revolving door? It's a lot of people. Sometimes it gets stuck. Sometimes that bitch just flows. But that door never really just stops rotating, right? It's always some something in there. When we hurt people because we hurt people, all we do is create a revolving door. You hurt her, now she go hurt the next nigga. Now this nigga go hurt. Somebody got to stop that shit. Love these women. Cherish these women. These women gave you fucking children. These same little niggas and little... I swear, bro, like... I don't understand how you niggas got daughters and treat women like shit. And I had to learn too. Don't get me wrong. I ain't throwing shade like niggas ain't got to learn. Some of us did have bad examples of growing up. I'll give you that. But they're women. They're the softest thing ever. And I ain't saying softest is like they can't stand up for themselves and shit. But goddamn, man. Like, you don't want that softness next to you? You want to treat that softness? That, that you know when she lay up against you, nigga, and you smell that shit she just showered with? And the, and the and them baby hairs on the back of her neck still wet from the shower? And she pushed that ass up against you a little bit? It ain't even like, y'all, y'all might fuck. But even that, that time when you just reach around and you grab her titty and she take her arm and, and put her arm over yours and y'all just nuzzle and go to sleep? Shit sound too specific, don't it? Yes, because I love black women, nigga. Yes. Do that. Stop just just give a fuck about them, man. Listen, I recorded How to Love a Black Woman. I talked about protecting these black women. Hype Williams left me a voice note. My homegirl, Ebony, left me a voice note. Go check that out on my show, How to Love a Black Woman. I also did the Sins and Woes podcast. Shout out to Our Sins and Woes. Go check them out. It's a dope-ass podcast, bro. Um, I was on episode 14, and then I recently just did episode 25. And on uh, episode 25, we discussed a whole array of shit uh, how, which I don't understand how motherfuckers didn't know that these white women was white women that was pretending to be black women, especially, especially if they were fucking black men. I don't give a fuck who you are, okay? If you're a black man and you were in the airdrop of my voice and you have ever fucked a white woman and you have also fucked black women, then you know that there is no way, shape, form, or fashion that any black man stuck his dick in that white woman and did not know she was a white woman. No way, shape, form, or fashion will you ever make me believe that. Any of them. Rachel Dolezal, these last couple chicks, none of them. Rachel Dolezal played it off grill with the with the braids and trying to get the tan and all of that shit, but come on, man. And maybe it's just me. I kind of went to high school with a lot of white people at the end of my high school career. Um, I was in the military, so I was around a lot of white people. I mean, I done done a lot of freaky shit with white girls, so maybe it's just me because I know uh, what they look like, but you niggas is lying if y'all didn't know that these white women was white women. I think I think about a cover-up bullshit. I really do. Um, I ain't going to get too deep into that, but we talked about that on our sins and woes. Um, we talked about niggas that... Niggas who think that other niggas is hitting his girl. <laughs> Thought that was a funny conversation. We talked about Brittany Renner and her cries for help. And if that's what you want to call it, because I don't really know much about Brittany Renner. I just kind of did a deep dive on her page and watched her from way back then to up till now. And it's kind of impressive. Sad sometimes, but impressive. 
where she's at is dope. I'm just saying that at some points in time, on that goddamn, if you watch that whole Instagram shit from you do a deep dive, it was some cries for help at time. Um, we talked about a lot of shit on our sense awards, but go check them out. It was a dope podcast. I I, I had a, a fucking great time being on there. It was fucking amazing. I joined a um, uh, a fantasy football league as all men do. Uh, I think I'm like three. No, I'm two and one right now. My next game is against this nigga Murph, so we'll see how that goes. Um, shout out to Is D Murph at uh, Flagrant Two and Why Not Sports Podcast. My man's is over there moving, bro. Shout out to Murph for real. That's my dog. Um, when we and uh, the podcast that we're I'm not the podcast, the fantasy league that we signed up with is uh, Ballers Union Podcast. So shout out to um, Go D and Geo over there at um, Talk Brothers. Um, or Brothers Talking, I'm sorry. <laughs> also, my nigga Baylor is in that joint. Uh, who else is in there that we know? I think that's it that that we just outright know. Um, and yeah, so I did that. That was cool. Also, my homegirl asked me about shooting her shot, right? I love, I love having a team, man. And I wouldn't even say this was my homegirl. This was a young lady that I knew. You know what I mean? Came across, um, met this young lady. You know what I mean? And, you know, not... It was like a one-time meeting, actually, and then she, we started following each other on Instagram, you know, how, how things work nowadays. Anyway, <clears throat> and I started doing my morning motivational uh, videos or whatever, and the young lady was commenting on them, asking me about them, things like that. And so, you know, one day she was just like, yo, if, you know, she asked me her, she asked me my opinion on her shooting her shot at a dude that she wanted to shoot at, Right. And I gave her, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought was was some pretty dope-ass advice. And then Slim shot at me. And I was like, yo, the 27 to 32s is giving me the energy. Women have affected my life so fucking great in the month of September. I got broke up with. I got objectified. Tam helped me put me, helped me put, help put me back on course. My dedication and my love for black women was always there, but there was just something in me that I had to write that poem for y'all and dedicate that show to y'all and and get my my own blackness back on track. And this is no no shade at any other race. I feel like the black woman is God, and I feel like whatever race you are, that woman should be God to you. If she's not, I mean, that's okay. You figure it the fuck out for yourself. But the black woman is God. I don't see it any other way. Again, women women affecting my life. It was Russ Faye's wife who called me like, yo, I need you to come home and see your mans. Check on your fucking friends, yo. Even when they shit wrong, corona has happened, yo. I mean, it's still out here. I ain't, you don't want to go nowhere. I get all of that shit. That's cool. What I'm saying, though, is check on your friends. Check on your motherfucking friends. All right? Motherfuckers need you. If you're listening to me, some... Everybody that's hearing this, motherfuckers need you. I promise you. They need you more than you think they do. Check on your motherfucking friends. When I seen my mans, bro, it was literally like seeing my brother. Like It was like seeing a nigga, nigga. I haven't been home in so long. If you know me, nigga, I fucking love Detroit. I love it. That's where I'm from. The first thing I do is hit the Coney. Every time I come home, I love where I'm from. So for my people to be there and to not. These, these, these niggas see each other all the time. So to go home, bro, and to see my man, it was his wife who called me, bro. Women have affected my life so greatly, so greatly this motherfucking month. Tequila sounds like a girl's name too. Tequila in the morning is amazing. Even even the married situation made me think about life. Hey, man, check check the course of action you taking. Karma's a bitch. 
and mini skirts with big breasts. How can I not flirt with that? That line is kind of backwards if you think about it any fucking way. Even the gut check that I got, it actually happened because of a woman in a powerful position. And I had to, like, fight some shit. Like, women have affected my life. And, 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 oh, I'm, everything is, is, I'm gonna take as a positive. We, we inclining this shit. All right? Everybody's moving up. If you were the airdrop of my voice, man, grind. If you're already grinding, elevate on that grind. I'm not about to be that nigga that's like, oh, if you ain't, shut, shut up. Get to where you want to be. 2020 has showed us a lot, and it showed us that this shit can end. You, this shit can be done tomorrow. It can be over. Do what the fuck you got to do. Yeah, man. It's just been a great month. It's been a great fucking month for me in a lot of different ways. I've had family shit. I've had ups and downs, just like everybody else. But the eye opener and the soul opener and the refreshness. Nigga, I'm so in love with fucking Penrose, bro. I'm so fucking in love with me. Oh, my God. Nigga, I haven't felt like this in years. Black women. (laughs) I love y'all. Like, I love breathing. I love your existence. I love your hair. I love everything about you. Women have affected my life in such a great way. My September recap is dedicated to women. It's dedicated to your essence. It's dedicated to... Actually, my September recap is dedicated to black women because just about every, every woman that affected me in a way that I didn't have to fight were all black or Afro Latina. Huh. Go fucking figure. The one time I had to fight, guess what color? Heh. Go fucking figure. My September recap is dedicated to black women. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. My my fucking month has been amazing. Oh, shout out to yo, shout the fuck out to Hype Williams. Shout out to Hype Williams. Shout out to Killer K. Shout out to VJ Burton. Shout out to motherfucking Chris. Shout out to uh, Jay for show. Shout out to Audrey. Shout out to Autumn. Shout out to Tam. Shout out to Kira from Moms with Martinis. Who the fuck else? Who the fuck else? Who the fuck else? Who the fuck else? When I say motherfucker, shout out to Shay. When I say bl- nigga, this. To be checked on by a black woman is to like go like get a full examination by a doctor. Some of them check on you light. Some of them check on you heavy. These black women, I feel like give a fuck about Penrose. I don't know who checking on you. And I ain't saying that these women is checking because ain't none of them checking me for some, some extra shit. Niggas literally take a valued interest in your life when you a positive motherfucker. Check on these black women so they can check on you. Just, I ain't, ah, black women, I love you my September recap is dedicated to black women. Thank you all for being here. I ain't about to continue to just talk. It's been a great fucking month. I'm going to do this every month. We're going to do the October recap. It is going to be like this. You'll hear the, the, the end of the month recap at the beginning of the following month. So this is why you're hearing this at the beginning of October. Um, happy birthday to little sister Savannah. Um, yeah, man. Find me on Twitter at Penrosemes. Everywhere else at Penrosemes. Find the show at Penrose versus Any on Twitter, Penrose versus Anybody on the IG. We're making a lot of changes. I'm going to get way more professional. I got to. I said that I'm throwing a hoodie party for my birthday, 2021. As long as Corona lets the fuck up for real and the world opens up and everybody's safe, 2021, Detroit, hoodie party. Bring your hood, your hoodie to my hood. Entrepreneurs, 
fucking Instagram famous, whatever you do, if you're a creator, if you just want to come, put yourself, your brand, your whatever on your hoodie. Come party with me for my birthday. I don't do shit for my, I haven't done shit for my birthday. Not like that. Actually, I, I did. Yeah, this birthday was amazing. It was fucking dope. I did have, my birthday was fucking amazing. Like the actual day of my birthday, like the whole weekend was dope. But the actual day of my birthday was fucking amazing. Black women, I fuck, <laughs> I fucking love y'all. Listen, I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. My name is Penrose Eames. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. And guess what? I 100 fucking appreciate that there is no strain of conversation because this is not a normal podcast show this is the end of the month uh, wrap up so there is no strain of conversation on this one but i will say go check out mendo breath and then we'll talk about that later pay attention um yeah i love y'all you could have been anywhere else in the world but you're here with me good night you beautiful serendipitous motherfuckers good morning america what up though detroit I love you all. My name is Penrose. It's always love in my house. So do yourself a favor. Jump back and kiss yourself. Till next time, I love you all. Peace. Thank you for experiencing another episode of Penrose versus Anybody. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. And we 100% appreciate that. Make sure to find me at Penrose Eames on Twitter and IG. Find the show at Penrose versus Anybody on IG and Penrose versus Any on Twitter. Rate and subscribe on iTunes, and please leave a review so I can always learn how to serve you better. And always look for us anywhere you can find a podcast. And remember, your happiness is not built on the back of being a beneficiary, but on the legs of being beneficial. Jump back and kiss yourself. I love you all. Have a great day.